I was watching uh, Pawn Stars the other day on the History Channel, and it always annoys me when like someone comes in selling something that's pretty cool, and you can tell that the guys in the pawn shop want to buy it, and then uh, the person selling it says, well, this is my price, and then the Pawn Star people are like, well, okay, uh, let me get an expert to come look at it and make sure it's legit. Then the expert comes in and uh, says it's legit and even quotes a price that's more than what the person was asking for originally. And the Pawn Star people still won't give the original price to the person that brought in the item. And then their reasoning is they tell the um, person selling the item that, oh, I have to make money too. I have to make money too. And I was thinking about it more, and it's like, uh, fucking bullshit. You're on camera right now. You're on a TV show. You're making fucking money uh, just being on TV. It's not about just running the business. That That's not legit. Like, what? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you were a normal pawn shop um, that wasn't on television, then yes, you would have to tell the person, hey, I can't give you $3,000 um, because, you know, I have to make money too, so I'll give you $2,200 or whatever the amount is. That would make sense if all you were doing was running a pawn shop for business. But these guys are making bank off being on television. So whenever they tell someone that that's selling an item, oh, you don't know. I'm running a business here. I got to make... It's fucking bullshit. And it annoys me when the people selling the item cave in on the TV show like that and say, oh, okay, I'll give it. I'll sell it. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, sell it somewhere else. Uh, you were just told by an expert that the price is legit. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? And uh, I was reading up on it, and the guests on that show aren't um paid any aren't aren't paid anything either it's just the the pawn stars like the the Corys and the uh, the chumley and i don't know the fucking other grandpa and the other guy i don't even know their names rick i guess is the the other one yeah anyway they get paid like $25,000 an episode from what i uh looked up and uh yeah, they don't need that money to run their business. Uh, they're on fucking television. So, if you're planning on going to Vegas to the world-famous pawn shop and selling some shit, do not cave, okay? That's what I'm telling you. Lesson learned. All right, let's get on with the show. It was the bottom of the ninth with McGuire up at bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap I was eight years old, wearing gold and green From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse Sitting in the stands with her family With the baseball lover dad handed me As the season unfolded, we held our breath Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things Which are sports and stand-up comedy Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. 
With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everybody, welcome. It is Jokestrap. It is episode number 80. Uh, December 31st, 2020 is the recording date here, 2020. Goodbye, good riddance, see you later. Adios, bye fucker, I hate you. You are terrible to me. You suck dick. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. You, we don't like you. Um, a lot of people are excited to see the end of the year come. Not to say all bad things happened in 2020, but, you know, it was one of the worst years ever uh, that a lot of us have experienced um, in terms of finances, in terms of uh, jobs, in terms of uh, not being able to see your family uh, as much as you would like, not being able to hang out with your friends. And, yeah, it, it sucks. Uh, if you're a social person, especially... This year was terrible. Now, uh, even being more of an introvert myself, I still uh, hated it. Um, I'd much prefer to be working at an office than remotely. Um, I know remotely, when you first hear about it, oh, I'm able to work from home, it sounds like the greatest thing in the world. But when you have to do it like uh, for a long time, uh, it's it's not fun. Um in my opinion, um, I think also the fact that I was still relative or still am relatively a new employee at this job. I've only been with the company uh, since November of 2019, and then the the uh, we started working from home in March, so I hadn't had much time in the actual office uh, to learn stuff. So learning uh, remotely has been a challenge. Um, and I think, uh, had we, I had a whole year of being in the actual office, I'd be, um, progressing further at my day job. Um, of course, if I had the whole year in the office, I, I would have had a whole year, uh, doing live stand-up comedy shows and, uh, stuff like that. But, uh, none of that happened as everyone knows and, uh, we, we are where we are and, uh, it's unfortunate and, uh, hopefully... Uh, with the turning of the calendar to 2021, obviously it's not going to all go away right away. In fact, it's pretty bad right now um, in the hospitals, um, especially in the Southern California area. The hospitals seem to be pretty packed. But um, hopefully maybe by March, April, we see some progress and... Uh, we can actually maybe celebrate a few holidays with our families this year like we're supposed to or like we're used to, I should say, uh, traditions and stuff. I have a 40th birthday in November. I don't want to do another Zoom birthday for my 40th. That's supposed to be a big milestone, man. Anyway, um, let's not talk about my 40th birthday <laughs> for a while. Anyway, um, I don't know why I brought that up, but I'm just saying. Anyway. Okay, so it is December 31st, 2020. I could go into a whole year in the review episode thing. Oh, this happened. We had COVID. We had fires. We had all this shitty stuff. And yeah, we did. But you're going to hear that everywhere. Everywhere you go uh, to do year in review shows um, is going to be talking about that stuff. So I don't need to do that. Um and uh, 
I'm sure you didn't come here for my year in review. Uh, so, uh, if you are looking for a good year in review show that is also hilarious, uh, I would suggest watching Death to 2020 on Netflix. Um, it was a great uh, mockumentary uh, I watched recently. It was suggested to me by my friend Brian, and then I decided to check it out, and it is pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's informative, but also hilarious, so I would suggest watching that for your recap of the year if you need one. Um, anyway, uh, today, to end the year, um, and to remind me that it is still 2020, at least for this final day, uh, the San Jose State Spartans faced off against the Ball State Cardinals uh, in the Arizona Bowl. And the Spartans were entering the game at 7-0. and uh, Ball State was entering the game at 6-1. and San Jose State was a 9.5 point favorite, or 10 point, depending on who you ask, favorite, uh, going into the game. Uh, as a San Jose Spartan uh, alum and fan, I was feeling pretty confident with the team going into the game. Um, now, I think I mentioned after the last episode that they were unsure whether or not the game would actually be played because we weren't sure if, uh, the Santa Clara County executive health officials or whatever would let the San Jose State Spartans, uh, actually travel to Arizona to play the game because San Jose State decided after their last game, December 19th against Boise State, in which they won the Mountain West Championship, that, they were going to fly home for the holidays to spend time with their families before returning to Arizona for the bowl game. Now, San Jose State had previously just stayed away from Santa Clara altogether while they were, while they were playing, but the coach, coach Brent Brennan thought it would be um, beneficial for the players to come home uh, to be with their families for their mental well-being and stuff like that, which is understandable. Um, uh, now, the uh, health executives in Santa Clara did not um, were not able to prohibit the San Jose State team from traveling to Arizona, getting on a plane and traveling there. Uh, they weren't able to uh, stop them, but they did kind of were outspoken in saying that they didn't think San Jose State was being safe. Uh, they didn't think that they they said something like San Jose State cares more about a football game than they do about people's well-being. And the San Jose State players kind of replied on Twitter by saying, "Hey, we have another mountain to climb," refer, referring to the Mountain West Conference. So. Anyway, San Jose State players boarded a plane. Um, I believe they arrived in Arizona on the 28th, uh, Monday, uh, December. And then they started practicing again. So they, they had a whole week off, uh, basically, without practicing and stuff like that. Anyway, right before the game uh, starts today, uh, like minutes before, on television, they were on CBS, National Televised, uh, nationally televised, and uh, they announced that eight players are inactive, and also two uh, coaches. <laughs> what? Like, I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, 
You're kidding. Like, I expected uh, maybe a couple players not to be active due to the COVID protocols upon returning, you know. But I never expected something like this. And that's where 2020, 2020 bites us in the butt again. It's like you never know what's going to freaking happen this year, man. 2020. Anyway, so San Jose State was without their number one defender on the season and defensive lineman Cade Hall, who had 10 sacks in seven games. He's not available. They're without their top receiver of the year, Billy, Billy Gaither. He's out. So he's he's not available. They're without their top kick returner of the of the year, uh, freshman out of De La Salle, uh, I believe it's Shamar Garrett. So he's un- unavailable. And then they're missing their defensive coordinator and their offensive coordinator. So they have to have other coaches fill in for those coaches. It's insane. It was insane how many players they were missing, and the 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 star power they were missing from that team. And then I found out later that the coach didn't even know the players were going to be unavailable until right before kickoff. So that's got to mess with his game plan entirely. Now, luckily, Nick Starkle was still on hand, the quarterback for San Jose State. Trey Walker, one of their other top receivers, was still available. Derek Deese, their top tight end, was available. But on the very first play on offense for San Jose State, Derek Deese gets hurt. And he's out for the game. So... Needless to say, long story short, San Jose State did not pull off the victory today. They lost by a score of 34-13 to to Ball State. Um, I mean, you got to give credit to Ball State. They came out and scored 27 points in the first quarter. So, I mean, if you just count the second through fourth quarters, San Jose State still won. <laughs> but, yeah, there was three interceptions thrown by Starkle. Another additional interception thrown by uh, Nick Nash, the backup quarterback. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just mostly a, a hard game to watch um, as a Spartans fan. But um, I guess now they're going to go back home and have the people, the executives at Santa Clara be like, I told you so, I told you so. Um, they asked Coach Brennan after the game if he was um, – regretting the decision to have everyone come home, and he said no. Um, Now, they also didn't confirm whether or not all these inactive players were due to COVID or something else, but I feel like if it was something else, like somebody would know, like they would know if it was an injury or something. Like I feel like maybe just one or two of those guys tested positive, but then due to contact tracing, the rest of the players had to sit out. Now, during the season, the regular season of college football, if you had something like this, the game would get completely canceled. So the fact that they still went on to play the bowl game anyway was kind of upsetting because it was just like we didn't have to deal with this. Like like when uh, Boise had to cancel their game against San Jose State due to, you know, COVID. Um it wasn't like we forced Boise to play with the players they had available. I don't know. It seems it seems kind of it just because it's a bowl game, I don't think you should force a team to play, I guess. Unless San Jose State decided. But like I said, they didn't know till the very last minute. 
So I wonder if they were even given an option at the last minute. Like, hey, do you still want to play or should we just cancel this game? <laughs> like, they probably even didn't get that option because, you know, the bowl people want to make their money or whatever. Anyway, it was unfortunate uh, for the Spartans. Um, but good year for them. Um, 7-1 and record uh, when it all comes down to it. Um, they broke a lot of records, made a lot of history as a program. Brent Brennan got extended a Got a contract extension to stay as coach, uh, like I mentioned before. So, good good things happen for the program overall. Um, and aside from today, it was a mostly a fun team to watch. Um, so yeah, uh, December twenty sixth, the day after Christmas, the San Francisco Forty ers played against the Arizona Cardinals, and the Forty ers pulled out the victory despite. Uh, believe it was two missed field goals and a missed extra point by their kicker, Robbie Gold. Uh, but the 49ers pull off a victory by winning 20-12 to 12, uh, over Arizona and kind of um, putting Arizona's playoff hopes in the, in the, what do you call it? They may or may not happen. Uh, I forget the word. <laughs> but uh, they're, they have to... C- win I think for sure this weekend if they want to make it um, but anyway so San Francisco made it tougher on Arizona they also beat it was the second time they beat Arizona this year so they've beaten Arizona twice this season they've beaten the Rams twice this season um, they're like four and two against their conference or something like that I don't know anyway uh so the Niners are going to wrap things up on Sunday um, against the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe the Niners can get another upset win. Uh, unfortunately, this game, they're going to be without Brandon Ayuk, uh, the receiver. Uh, they were already without Debo Samuel, their other receiver. So the options to where to throw the ball will rely mainly on George Kittle, who came back last week and had a good performance. So I expect Kittle to be the number one target for this last game of the season. And uh, C.J. Bethard still being the starter, um, as he was last on uh, Saturday the 26th. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so the Niners are going to look to try to get to 7-9 and nine to finish the season with the win. Uh, a little bit more respectable, um, but not what anybody envisioned, of course, going into the year. Um, of course, we remember at the beginning of the year, the actual calendar year, 2020, uh, San, San Francisco lost the Super Bowl. So it's kind of been of a bad 2020 all calendar year for the 49ers. Um, so... Uh, the Golden State Warriors off to a slow start in the NBA. Uh, they lost their game on their December 22nd opener and then again on December 25th. Uh, but they did get a win. Um, they've gotten a couple of wins since then uh, to go to 2-2 uh, two and two now on the season. Uh, they won on the 27th and then again on the 29th. So now they're going home for a seven-game homestand starting tomorrow, January 1st. Uh, tomorrow they'll play the Portland Trailblazers. 
And then they play the Portland Trailblazers again, both games at home, which is weird. And then the Sacramento Kings will come to town. And I can't remember the rest of the schedule off the top of my head for the seven-game homestand. But uh, they're going to get Draymond Green back in the lineup tomorrow um, on January 1st. So hopefully the Warriors can start uh, putting the pieces together and uh, keep playing better. Um, hockey. Uh, it's looking like uh, San Jose Sharks, like I mentioned before, are going to be starting soon. January 14th, I believe, is their first game of the season. And they leave, or they've already left for Arizona to start training uh, and getting ready for their season. Now, what's weird is, and what I didn't expect, is NHL is not going to have any preseason games. And I don't know how you play hockey. Uh, without having some kind of preseason, they're going to rely solely on inter-squad games. And to me, that doesn't work. But I- I'm afraid hockey is going to be a lot like baseball in the sense where we're going to see a lot of injuries early on in the season. Um, hopefully I'm wrong, but we soon shall see uh, how that plays out. Um, the new divisions are going to be interesting to look at, to watch, and whatever. Um, but yeah, so hockey is only a couple be- weeks away, um, and we'll see how that plays out. We don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what hockey will be like in terms of fans in the stands, if any, any arenas are allowing fans or not. I haven't heard anything yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there's finally been some big baseball, uh, moves that have happened recently. Um, they all, um, surround the San Diego Padres. Uh, the San Diego Padres have traded for pitcher Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they traded some prospects, uh, for Blake Snell. Uh, so they got themselves a starting pitcher. Remember, they're not going to have Mike Clevenger, who they signed to a two-year extension after trading for him last season. Uh, Clevenger is going to be out for the first year of the two-year extension uh, with Tommy John surgery. Uh, So they got Blake Snell. um, And then, like a day or two later, it was announced that they were making a trade with the Chicago Cubs to acquire you Darvish. So now they have Darvish and added him to the mix. Um, And then... Not only that, they signed uh, the top infielder that was put on the market from the Korean Baseball League and signed him to a contract. Um, I'm not going to try to say his name because I will butcher it. But you can look him up. Just put Korean infielder Padres in Google search and it'll come up uh, if you want to look up his name and information and all that. So they signed him to a four-year deal. Um, and hoping he turns out to be good, of course. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out for them. Of course, though, when you sign a bunch of people, trade for a bunch of people, um, they can be elite or whatever. It doesn't really matter unless the team gels together, has good chemistry and all that. So, you know, you never know. Um, but so far, it's looking like the Padres are definitely going for it all. Um, and uh, they definitely are hoping to put up a fight against the Dodgers 
And, uh, I mean, between the two Dodgers and Padres, of course, I would rather see the Padres win. But, um, yeah, they're really the only team that's been making any moves as of, as of lately in Major League Baseball. Um, haven't really heard any other news anywhere else. Um, haven't heard any changes regarding uh, when the season will start um, or anything like that. So, uh, we'll probably start seeing more baseball moves and stuff once we get a sense of like how on time the season and spring training will actually begin. Um, that's my guess. There's going to be a lot of, you know, last minute deals and stuff like that. And a lot of these free agents that were expecting a lot of money may have to expect less. Uh, Trevor Bauer, one of the top free agents, um, he was always the guy that said he was just going to do one year deals the rest of his career. But now um, it's sounding like he would take four or five year deals, but at like $36 million a year. Or something crazy like that. So apparently he's still expecting to get paid huge. Uh, I don't know if it'll be that much. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much uh, all the baseball stuff going on lately. Um, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh I don't have anything else to say, really. Um, just wanted to do one last podcast episode here before the end of the year officially. And here it is. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Those of you that listen, if you listen regularly, thank you. Um, I'm thinking I might be setting up a separate Twitter account for this podcast under the same name, Joke Shop Podcast, where I could just um, directly put the links to each episode and maybe, you know, tweet about s- other sports stuff that I don't mention on the podcast there. Um, it's possible I might do that. Um, if you think I should, let me know. If you don't think it makes a difference, let me know. Anyway, um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you all, or I won't see any of you probably for a while. (laughs) But uh, I'll be back again soon, sometime next year. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye.